Yo, partnership alert, partnership alert, partnership alert. Living Corporate has a partnership with LinkedIn Learning, an American massive open online course provider that provides video courses taught by industry experts across a wide array of subjects. Now, the partnership is because Living Corporate has courses on LinkedIn Learning focused on diversity, equity, inclusion for leaders, career professionals, and anyone really looking to upskill themselves and be better allies. So make sure you check out our courses on LinkedIn Learning by clicking the link in the show notes. And let's just say you don't want to do that. Then you go to LinkedIn Learning on LinkedIn, search Living Corporate. We'll be right there. All right. Peace. Good evening, y'all. Good evening. So welcome back to The Break Room. I am Dr. Brian Dixon, one of your hosts. I am a psychiatrist here in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, with a private practice where we help people live their best lives. I'll kick it over to my co-host this evening, Dr. G-Day. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Dr. G-Day Bama-Shigbin. I'm an assistant professor of psychology at Cal State Long Beach in Long Beach, California. Um, I'm a health psychologist who studies stress and resilience in families, and I'm a father and a partner to a great family as well. So thanks for introducing us. Yay. What do we, we, what are, do, we do here? Uh, yeah, so we are here this week. Uh, so we come every week to talk about being Black at work, uh, especially mm-hmm. focusing on the Black experience and mental health uh, for Black people in the workplace. And so sometimes we uh, we bring some laughs, sometimes we bring some tears, but we always bring the realness. So mm-hmm. uh, today's topic is mainly for the fellas. So we're going to really concentrate on um, uh, Black mental health for Black men, especially single Black men. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. Just to reorient you, as always, um, so while we are mental health uh, uh, clinicians and therapists and mental health experts, we are not your mental health experts. So if you need some help, by all means, reach out to your local resources, um, uh, because all of this stuff that we're learning is uh, is meant for kind of your edutainment. So I always we always want to give that disclaimer. So to reorient you to the podcast. We always start off with the T, which is uh, current events, stuff that's been going on that uh, that gets our catches our attention. We move, move over into the topic of the day, which I talked about earlier. And then we move to the last nerve, uh, because there's always something that's getting on Black folks' last nerve. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we, got, we got a good one for y'all today. So um, the T. What is the T this week, okay. Jude? Uh, I don't have tea, but I have some water. So oh, see, he's hydrating, and especially always, uh, <laughs> <laughs> always got to hydrate. You know, I love it. Um, so the tea. So um, we, you know, we talked about this. We were originally going to start off this episode by talking about Caitlyn Jenner, okay, <sighs> who has decided that she is going to run for governor of California. Mm. Um, she has re- she recently did an interview on Fox News, which was. Um, Mm. batshit crazy <laughs> um, um and that's what we're going to talk about okay but some other news just recently came out and we've decided to pivot to something mm. that it probably looks just a little more relevant okay i like to pivot always always mm-hmm. you can't can't ever be scared of the pivot you know yep. we got to be dynamic always mm-hmm. always willing to change so um you know the olympics happen every four years they were originally supposed to happen last year but because of the coronavirus and COVID 19 pandemic um it didn't happen in tokyo so it got postponed for this year so this year it will be happen happening in tokyo japan and 
recently the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, has decided that Black Lives Matter will be banned at the Olympics, okay? So you are not allowed to have any clothing that says Black Lives Matter or have any slogans that say Black Lives Matter. You cannot raise a fist on the podium. You cannot take a knee. You cannot do any of those things, okay? Or you may be punished. What? And when you say punished, what, what are we talking about? Um, you could be banned. Like banned from sports. So the thing that ban you- Banned from the Olympic. Banned from this particular Olympic gotcha. competition, I think. Yeah. Um, when what, did what this come out? I, I, so I didn't know anything about this. It kind of <laughs> number one, it, it floors me because uh, I just uh, it reminds me of the Olympics. Um, oh gosh, who was it? Jesse the the uh, track and Jesse field. Star. Owens? Yeah, Jesse so Owens. Yeah, so Jesse Owens. Yeah, um, and uh, and it was such a powerful political statement, and especially in a world where I mean, there's Muslim Uyghurs over in China being persecuted. I mean, people are going through some things in all sorts of places. Yeah. I That actually shocks me that they're willing to, to do that. I mean, literally look behind me. What's hanging up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a great you segue. Know, I didn't even I, I didn't even see that. That, that, that That's literally hanging up on what my wall, the right? Hell? They got banned in 68 after doing that, in 1968 after doing that, thanks to one of my Twitter friends who pointed that out to me. Yeah. I, so... Especially because, so the Olympics are a big money maker, right? Um, uh, ish, right? So a lot of places are actually overdoing it. They, their budgets are way too big for what they're bringing in. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is a prestige thing. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that these uh, these folks are willing to uh, disenfranchise their athletes in order to. I don't know. I don't I don't know what kind of point they're trying to prove. But it just makes me sad that racism apparently is alive and well. That just blows my mind. It's mm-hmm. it's clear to me that the IOC does not think Black Lives Matter. In a nutshell. Preach. In a nutshell. They do not agree that Black Lives Matter, you know. And it's such a, it's just a statement, you know. Yeah. Just... yeah. And I mean, the IOC didn't have to say anything. I mean, they went out of their way. They put it through their PR and their HR and the humana, 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 and, mm-hmm. and come out with a statement that is not inclusive in a world where... Uh, we have Asians getting beat and killed and we have uh, and getting shot and we have black people being beat and killed and shot. And mm-hmm. I, that just it, I don't even know what to say to that. Mm. Anti-blackness. Um, it never fails. Yeah. And well, it's global. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it never seems to stop. And so, uh, well, this tea was really depressing. Uh, thanks, Dr. G. Day. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Most times I'm like, yeah, and oh, damn. I, just when you think we're making progress, right? Hey, vaccines are getting out. We're thinking about getting rid of patents and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. They go and do some dumb stuff like this. So, and I would just like to um, say one more thing about it, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last, you know, the last few weeks we've actually had a lot of discussions about allies and allyship. Right. Um, So in this moment, right, my question is, where are the allies? Right. Where where are the white people and the Asian athletes and the Hispanic athletes and the European athletes and all the other athletes of the world saying we're not going to participate, you know, because we find this to be problematic. Right. Given all that happened last year, you know, the fact that all those anti-racist books were bestsellers. Right. Where where's the the outrage? Yeah. That's a great question. I my 
my my hypothesis and this is truly just water cooler talk right because it's the break room so we're, we're mm-hmm. in the break room and this is just off the cuff um, mm-hmm. my first instinct being mental health folks is i'm wondering if there's some compassion fatigue going on so mm-hmm. com- uh, compassion fatigue meaning um after a while when you're so stressed out and you're so traumatized um, you get tired of caring, you get fatigued of caring. And so after a while, you just kind of shut down. I think uh, Dr. Nikki a couple of weeks ago talked about learned helplessness. Um, and so, yeah, I wonder if some of that is going on with our allies. So um, if, if that's you, if you are feeling that, that fatigue, that burnout, uh, make sure to take care of yourself um, so that you uh, can fight the good fight with us as we move along, because allyship that's is right. super important. Um, And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pivot over to the topic of the day. So um, we are at the break room. We want to be very inclusive. Uh, We recognize that uh, some of our listeners are uh, employed. Some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them are men and women. Some of them uh, are LGBTQ. We want to be all encompassing. And we uh, when we were doing our show notes, we figured out, wait a minute, we need a show just for black men to feel empowered, uh, to remind them that they're awesome and wonderful, especially Mm -hmm. with single black men, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, we all start off single at some point. And then for uh, the folks, uh, those of us that get coupled up, we we do so. But we want to give a shout out to those those uh, guys who are holding it down. And so uh, I will kick it over to Dr. G.A. to get us started. So, Dr. G. Day, uh, what you got for the uh, the single fellas out there? All right. So, um, let's talk about it, okay? For the single fellas, right? We're, 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 this is a conversation for you, okay, mm-hmm. in, the, in the workplace. So, um, a lot of people meet their spouses in different places, okay? The number one place right now is actually online, okay, which probably mm-hmm. doesn't come as a surprise to anybody, online. Um, we meet people through friends, right? But a common place people meet their spouses or their partners is at work, okay? Mm -hmm. So in 1990, 20% of people reported meeting their spouse at work. So one out of five, that's that's, That's a lot, lot. (laughs) (laughs) right? Um, It's not as high anymore, okay? It's not as high anymore. It's about 10% right now. But once again, one out of 10 people, right, is meeting their partner at their place of employment, okay? Um, So I think it's important to talk about what that means and the ramifications of that, right? So given the world we live in right now, what are the ramifications of being a black man working from home for your dating life, right? And what are the ramifications of what's your status, right? In terms Mm -hmm. of health, right? Um, You know, I think when we think what's your status, often we're thinking about HIV and AIDS, Mm -hmm. Um, but we now live in a world where, um, did you get that vaccine yet? You know, you know, which one did you, which one did you get? Did you get the Pfizer? Did you, did you sneeze around me? No. Right. You know, so um, Dr. Dixon, first question, what are the ramifications of being a black man working from home? Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I I worry. Um, being so, human beings are communal creatures. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why the black culture is so strong. Because it used to be we all went to church and we sing and we do things, or we have you know family reunions and funerals, and we're a very communal people. And so I do worry about single black guys because when you're stuck in, in your house and you don't have that contact, or worse, if all of your contact is all the just awful shit you just keep seeing through social media and um, the stuff you're hearing from your friends and the uh, ridiculousness of your bosses telling you to do stuff um, uh, on days where black men are getting shot. I worry. I worry a lot. And so it's going to make it real hard to connect with somebody if you're constantly in trauma. Right. That's real. 
that that's yeah. a, that's a really good point. I I, t- I totally agree with you. Um, and just you know, it's hard to meet people, right? Like oh on gosh. Zoom, we don't we don't want to be on Zoom any longer than we have to. Correct. Right. Uh, so that that's really affecting, I think, single black men and their dating prospects in the, in this environment. It's, I mean, this last year has been hard, okay, for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but particularly single people, right? You know, and a lot of that advice that came out, remember, was stay home, don't be around people. Yeah, social psychiatrist. Yep. I'm a psychologist. We know loneliness is not good for anybody. Nope. At all. And and one of the difficulties that, I, again, I just feel so awful about all of this um, is we didn't give we didn't throw out any creative solutions. And so people were just kind of sitting at home and you can Netflix and chill by yourself uh, for a little while. And then after a little while, you're like, well, hell, what else am I going to do? And unfortunately, right. because of all the mi- mixed messaging and what is safe and what is not. Uh, there were lots of missed opportunities, right? So, because uh, there could have been things that people were outside doing that we missed. And so, yeah, I, I worry a lot about our, our, our brothers at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want you to know the break room's thinking of you. Absolutely. And we have some ideas for you later on in the show. Yes, uh, we do. Yes, we but, do. Yeah. But to your your uh, your question about your status. So, yeah, this is fascinating. Um, and I don't know exactly where things are going to fall, especially for uh, for black men and just people in, in, in general is uh, there. It used to be, yeah, with HIV, you know your status so you can protect yourself. You can protect other people. Um, there were billboards all around about HIV. Um, and, uh, and the rates in African-Americans, especially men and women were really, really high. And so when it comes to, uh, COVID, I mean, COVID is, is, is deadly and it can, um, cause lots of long-term health, uh, complications. And so I, I, part of me says, yes, you should be showing your vaccine passport. You should be, uh, carrying around your, your vaccine card. And if you don't have one. I say, you know, hey, politely decline. No, we can't go get no coffee because I don't yep. know what your status is, right? That's that's a me thing. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I think vaccines say a lot about a person, whether or not somebody's getting a vaccine actually like in this environment says a lot. Um, so personally, I, I mean, once again, I'm, I'm married with kids. So, you know, it's kind of like not really, um, not necessarily fully relevant for me at this, at this stage of my life, but, um, absolutely. We want, I want to be safe. Okay. It's important. I want to be safe. I want to keep my family safe. I want to keep the other people around me safe by ensuring that you're protected with the vaccine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which honestly isn't even that much of a barrier. Like it, 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 Come on, you know, they have one shot. You can get one shot. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Like uh, for anybody that went to college, went to grade school, you had to have a shot record, y'all, right? You had to, mm-hmm. uh, most, of, most of y'all, some folks opted out, but that's really few and far between. So I'm mm-hmm. with you, dude. I'm with I, you. I saw on Twitter, um, this, this is something you might say to somebody who's kind of hesitant, right? Um, do you know anybody who's died from coronavirus or COVID-19? And most people will say, yes, I do. Or I know somebody who knows somebody, right? Do you know one person who's died from the vaccine? Not a single one. Not a single one. So if those are your options, you know, get the vaccine, right? You know, and, you know, we've seen so many healthy people have died, right? Like mm-hmm. totally healthy, young, strong folks have passed away from this. So please, please, for your safety, for my safety, for everybody's safety. 
Preach. Amen. And uh, for you single guys, absolutely. Take care of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Self-care is super, super important. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, So the next point that we're bringing up is that sexual harassment is extremely prevalent in the workplace. Okay. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, dating your coworker or finding a spouse at work is a very common thing that happens, right? On the other hand, sexual harassment is a prevalent problem in the workplace, okay? So I wanna acknowledge I'm a straight black man, you know, so I have certain privileges that occur in the workplace, but I think Mm -hmm. it's important um, for us to have these conversations about this, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not on women to change sexual harassment, the people who are the victims, it's on us to talk about these, right? Absolutely. and I always want to point out sexual harassment can occur from anybody to anybody. Okay. A man can harass another man. A man can harass a woman. A woman can harass a man. A woman can harass another woman. Um, non-binary people can be har- harassed by anybody else. Okay. I, I want to point that out. It can happen any direction. Mm-hmm. But the biggest problem is men harassing women in the workplace. Okay. Yep, by so, far. Yes. <laughs> by far. By far. It's, it's the biggest problem. Okay. So. A survey in 2016 found that 60% of women, three out of five women, reported unwanted sexual attention, sexual coercion, crude conduct, or sexist comments at work. Okay. Um, another survey found that 33% of college-educated women okay, who are working in white-collar jobs reported sexual harassment, and 72% of those incidents came from somebody who's higher up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and another thing, it happens in every single industry. OK, mm-hmm. it happens at McDonald's. It happens in Hollywood. It happens at the university. It happens everywhere. It's a pervasive problem. OK, so one thing we like to do always on this show is name things. OK, so we're naming it sexual harassment. All right. So what is sexual harassment? I just want to take this time to give you a brief definition of what, what sexual harassment is. Unsexual harassment um, are unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature, okay, that um, can affect an individual's employment, okay, um, that interferes with their performance, okay, and may uh, result in certain behaviors like promotion or awards, like conditioning their promotion or awards based on, will you have sex with me? Right. Something like that. Um, So sexual harassment is a real, real problem in the workplace. Okay, Um, things such as sexual pranks, touching or grabbing, standing too close to somebody, asking somebody to hang out with you after hours, even though they've already said that they're not interested. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these are examples of sexual harassment and it can happen anyway. Always. I want to point out it can happen anyway, but primarily the biggest problem is men harassing women. So. Let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about that. Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Dixon. Yeah, so the moral of the story is don't be that guy, right? So um, uh, keeping in mind that uh, we are um, a podcast about mental health, uh, Black mental health at work, you have, to, you have to do your role. You have to play your part in making a safe workplace. Uh, if you see something, say something, right? Um, be an ally to other people who are experiencing things. So we talked about allyship for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and it may mean that you have to be courageous and you have to uh, uh, make some comments or, or make a report on somebody that you uh, thought was your friend. And you still have to uh, uh, make that uh, report to HR, whoever is in charge of making sure that it's a safe workplace. So, Or yeah. make a comment about yourself because oh. you're the one doing it. Yep. 
So yeah, and it's tough. And uh, self in introspection, intro meaning inspection meaning look. So looking in. So we're naming things and and teaching words. So introspection is super hard. Um, and if somebody else pulls you in and they say, "Dude, that was inappropriate." learn from it or else you may not have a job and or you may go to jail. So just just be careful, be thoughtful about what you're doing. Yep. You know, if you're if you're listening to this right now and you say, man, I've done that, you can stop that behavior right now. Literally right now. You can say tomorrow I'm done with this. I'm not doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. There's always a way to be better. So please be better. Yes. Well, yeah. so so Dr. G Day, because uh, you said earlier, if I if mm -hmm. I heard correctly, you said <laughs> earlier that people do meet at work. Uh, they uh, oftentimes end up being partners or getting married. So, mm -hmm. if we're, uh, are you saying we're not allowed to date at all? Don't don't, uh, as they say, don't shit where you eat, right? So, are you saying don't do that at all? So let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, like, let's mm. talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. So how do we how do we manage this balance? Okay. That's that's really the question. How do you manage the balance that meeting a coworker and dating a coworker is a legitimate way to find a partner versus making sure you're not engaging in sexual harassment? Okay. So um, let's talk about some of the ways you can do that. Right. It's to make sure you're doing the right thing. Um, number one. Read up and understand what male privilege is, right? And what it actually looks like in the workplace, right? To make sure you're not perpetuating the same stuff, um, that you're not accepting those same things. And once again, this is targeted towards men, right? Towards men who, who you know, who are most often to be the people who are harassing women, okay? Um, so read up and understand what male privilege is in the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Are you getting invited to bars after after work with, with the boss and somebody's not, right? Are you getting invited to play golf, right? Things, things like that, right? Um, do you hear comments that the bosses make about the female employees when the women aren't around, right? Mm -hmm. um, be aware of those things. So I think that's always first, right? Like understanding the scope of the problem, and how it affects people because sexual harassment leaves scars on people. Absolutely, it's a trauma. Absolutely, mm -hmm. people just want to go to work. No, we don't. We don't even like work. You know what I'm saying? And you're already <laughs> making it harder, <laughs> right? You're making it much harder. So um, read up and understand. Understand. That's always first. Okay. Um, number two. So you asked me. So if I'm at work, um, am I not allowed to date my coworker? Um, it depends. Okay. So if you are at the tippy top. Okay, of your organization or your company, yes, you are not allowed to date your employees. Okay, no, you're not. The power That's a bold statement. You're not. Full stop. The, oh the power differential is just too too much. Yeah, you know? I agree. It's, it's just too much. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how much they're hitting on you, how much, you know, interest they want to show you. Um, part of being a responsible boss is avoiding favoritism, right? Mm -hmm. But also it's to avoid even looking like you have favorites, right? Like you want to avoid conflicts of interest. You also want to avoid even looking like you have a conflict of interest. Correct. And remember, Ed, because y'all are, again, this, this show is all about black guys. So I'm looking mm -hmm. at you, black guy. You are under a microscope when you're at work, period. I wish I could change that, right? It's just like, it's like driving while black. Uh, this mm -hmm. is corporate while black. I wish that Dr. G Day and myself could just take that away, but we can't. And so, yes, anything that is unusual, that may be one step beyond where you're supposed to go, may be misconstrued. So just be careful. Mm -hmm. Just be careful. Just be very, very careful. You know, um, I like to think of the example of um, President Bill Clinton, 
you know, and, you know, obviously he was caught up in a scandal, right? The reality is when you're the president of the United States, um, there is no consensual relationship you can have with anybody except for your wife that you were married to before you became president of the United States. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the, 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 the power, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, it's about the level of power, right? Like if I, if Bill Clinton snaps his fingers, anything he wants to happen can happen. Yep. You know, so just be aware of that. If you're at the tippy top, you can't. Um, and in general, even if you're not at the tippy top, if you're above certain employees, be very, very careful. Yep. You have to be very, very careful, right? Because once again, the power, the power differential, even if you aren't necessarily trying to discriminate or treat people differently, you know, your feelings might be hurt and you do and you reproduce that anyway. And because mm -hmm. you have the power, yep. you know, so, yep. you know, I agree. Point, if you're at the top, don't do it. If you're at the top, don't do it. You, if, if you're at the top, you shouldn't have trouble finding dates anyway. So. This is a rule I learned when I was working at the movie theater as a 17 year old, okay? And it's something that has stuck with me ever since then, seriously, you know? And you know, this was 2008, you know what I'm saying? 17, you know, chilling, you know, working at the movie theater with a whole bunch of other high school kids, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and our hiring manager told us this one piece of advice. You are allowed to ask your coworker out one time. Okay. And if they refuse, that's it. That's the end of that. Okay. Anything past that is sexual harassment. Right. And that is actually a really easy understanding of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I like agree. we people, people meet at work. It's, 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 once again, it's not a question. People meet at work. You can show interest in a respectful way, you know, but after it's rejected, if it is rejected, that's the end of it. Don't treat this person differently in any way. Go on with your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things that I teach all of my teenage boys in my clinic uh, before they become teenage men, and especially my black teenage boys, mm -hmm. um, which is if you ask somebody out and they say no, you walk away. It, mm -hmm. it's, uh, you have control over your feet. Uh, you have control over your, uh, your method of leaving. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to leave immediately uh, and mm -hmm. do not engage. Correct. Rejection uh, is not the end of the world. Correct. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so... The next thing, so you've done that and maybe you, you've been picking up on these signs from your coworker, right? And you're right. So they do say, you know what? Great, let's go on a date. Great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is good. You, you are correct. You are respectful. They're, they're with you, okay? Um, in general, okay? And this is just general for relationships. You should treat people well, okay? Absolutely. So that, that's, a, that's a blanket rule. Um, but if you have a romantic relationship with somebody at work, you should probably treat them even more well, okay? Because the stakes are much, much higher, right? For both of you. Absolutely. Okay? Um, so some tips for that. One, um, keep work at work, keep play at playtime. You know what I'm saying? Like, please, outside stuff, dating, relationship, whatever, that can happen after. 5 to 9 a.m. 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., that's time for all of that, okay? But 9 to 5, if you're in that office and you're working, there's no, hey, babe, there's no, yeah. you know, no, like, don't don't have sex in the office like you see on TV. You oh, will my gosh. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, that whole Grey's Anatomy nonsense. I mean, you oh, know, my gosh. They're like, oh, do that. 
yeah, that's, that's only on television, idea. you know? Don't talk about that, particularly, I mean, you should kind of keep stuff to yourself at work in any way, but particularly if you're dating somebody who's also at the job, keep that to yourself. Like Absolutely. the, the, I mean, the, the ins and outs of your relationship, keep that to yourself. Okay. Because yeah. um, you can't sour other people's opinions or change other people's opinions about this person, right. In the workspace. So work is for work. Play is for play. Right. All right. Um, next. Know the rules for dating coworkers. Okay. So I looked this up in every state except for California. Um, employers can put a no fraternizing rule. Only in California, they're not allowed to do it. But essentially, it says, "Listen, um, I don't want I, I, you are not allowed to be with the coworker. You're not allowed to be with the coworker." And I, that's kind of draconian, you know. I get that, yeah. but I, but I but I get it. I get it because you know, for every relationship that does go on and they get married. There's 10 office relationships that end really, really poorly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and affect the, the temperature of the office and the chemistry of the people working in the office, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very, very careful. Know your rules. Know, are, am I allowed to do this, right? Is this something that's heavily discouraged, right, in the office? Or is it kind of like, well, you know, what, like I said, I worked at the movie theater, right? We're all 17. They really honestly don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, a, that's a totally different environment, right? than, you know, a 95 button down place. So put things to be aware of, okay? Mm -hmm. um, next, be mindful of how people perceive it, okay? Perception is everything. Mm -hmm. Perception is everything, you know? Um, so, I mean, there's the question of you shouldn't, generally you shouldn't date people who are under you, who have less power than you, right? Because if they start moving up, regardless of if they moved up based on their merit or, I mean, if they didn't because their relationship with, with you know, this, this particular person, mm -hmm. people are going to feel a way and you have to be able to accept that. Absolutely. So uh, you should know your handbook. And if you don't have a handbook, ask for one because it protects mm -hmm. you and, um, mm -hmm. and other people. So yeah, by all means, if you're like, hey, what are the rules? And they're like, oh, just, you know, eh, eh, eh. no, ask for something in writing because mm -hmm. that is what's going to protect you if something bad goes down. Mm -hmm. um, next, and this is important, be ready for it all to blow up. <laughs> okay. And, and, and perhaps they may, that may mean one of y'all has to find a new job. That right? is correct. Um, because when things are going good, they're great. Okay. Um, but when things go bad, people change sometimes, you know, and they're like, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This is a totally different person than the person I thought you were. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so these are things to just be mind mindful of, you Absolutely. know, when you're in the workspace, you know, like I, 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 we, we here at the break room want people to find happiness, want people to find relationships that fulfill them. If that's what they want for themselves, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? But, um, be, you know, you gotta be smart. Yes. And that is the perfect segue, because what if you just want to be single? Well, so one of the things that I always harp on, because I'm in a committed relationship right now, but I've been single for most of my life. And uh, and I would read books and I would always read about how wonderful it is to be in a couple and blah, 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 blah. And I read this one book and I don't even remember the name of it, but it basically said, enjoy being single because being single and being in a couple is part of the same coin. And uh, and if you're in a throuple, good for you. I don't know how you keep up with two people, but peace and blessings. Uh, but the idea is 
<laughs> in, uh, enjoy and embrace the moment where you're at. So if you're single, you have benefits that couples don't have. So really, really enjoy those those moments because it, it's uh, there's going to be coming time when you get into a couple and there may be a time when that couple breaks up and you'll go back and forth and neither is better or worse than the other. Is that, is that fair to say, Dr. Gide? Is that fair? I, I think that, you know, um, absolutely love, 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 you know, you should be happy no matter your situation. Right? Amen. Like, you know, your, your happiness shouldn't even be contingent on another person. Right. Mm-hmm. So in general, I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Awesome. So uh, another point. So after I had a really bad breakup when I thought that the world was going to end and I'm by myself and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what am I missing? Like, what am I uh, what, what's the whole point of a uh, being in a couple anyway? Uh, and I'm reading this book and it basically says, well, being in a couple is all about creating a shared history. Right. And as a single person, um, you create that shared history with your friends. And I went, holy shit, that's right. So, you know, I would go on trips with friends. I'm texting friends. We have memes. We have game nights. Um, we, sometimes we cook and we have Friendsgiving. Um, I get to do all of those things because I don't have a ball and chain hanging on me. I don't have somebody going, uh, where are you going? Who are you going with? Right. So yep. build and very intentionally build a shared history with your friends and because those are the family that you choose and you have the, the, the right to be able to do that. Uh, and one of the things I always uh, throw out there is uh, uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, in the midst of COVID and racism, it's going to take more deliberate effort. Like you're going to have to work at this stuff. So before yep. uh, in a workplace, most times you work at the same place because you and whoever that person is would have a shared interest. Well, now that you're working from home, y'all are going to have to build a shared history. If you're on an app, you're going to have to build a shared history. So just be creative with it. Like, you know, uh, uh, if that's going out on a, a socially distanced walk, uh, just do things that are really, really uh, interesting and creative. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Next step. So um, uh, expose and learn your company's biases. So uh, there are biases everywhere. So I didn't know until uh, I think my sister was, I don't know how old she was, maybe 10. And I think I was like six or seven. I didn't realize that girl shirts, uh, the buttons are on the opposite side of boy shirts. I had no idea. Like blew my mind. Did you know this? I didn't know that until oh, this Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Don't tell anybody that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's I, cut that from this. Episode. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this, right? Or that there are scissors that are right-handed scissors and left-handed scissors, right? And these are all these are all very subtle biases that you don't yep. see because yep. uh, the majority speaks, the majority rules, right? Well, we live in a majority white culture that says that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do a certain thing. Each company has a very different bias. So like when I toured Google uh, and it was all about open workspaces and scooters and it was very, you know, a bro grammar, that sort of thing. And that's very geared towards a single life, whereas there are other places that are very family oriented. And as a black man, you have to figure out what space is what. And so uh, do do your research before, uh, uh, like uh, Dr. G.A. said earlier, read the handbook, do the research. Um, I always jokingly say, um, never go to Pizza Hut and ask them if you want a hamburger, because what are they going to tell you? <laughs> no, they're going to be like, we don't make hamburgers, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you can get all pissed off and, no, I want yeah. rah, 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 rah. But if, yeah. if Pizza Hut don't make hamburgers, then you're just shit out of luck, right? So yeah. just be, yeah, go ahead. And can I just add to that, um, yeah. you know, uh, Definitely the point about a workspace being kind of biased towards families or single people, Um, no matter what, you have rights. um, And as long as you're doing your job, you should be you should be fine. 
You know what I'm saying? So um, I know many single people who say like uh, their boss kind of expects them to pick up extra work because they feel like, well, you know, you don't have kids or you don't have a partner, you don't have whatever. So, um, you know, you should be able to do this extra thing outside of work hours. No, 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 no. If you work a nine to five, you can ask me for stuff during my nine to five, just like you could ask for anybody else. Absolutely. Um, Just because I'm not married, just because not me, but in general, just because a person is not married, just because a person doesn't have kids doesn't mean they don't have a life. And doesn't mean that their time is not just as valuable. Preach. Preach. Um, and at the same time, you know, um, be mindful of understanding the difference between benefits for people with families and understanding that people with families have different needs. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there are people who are like, oh, well, they're giving these extra, be- but, you know, people with kids, they're getting these extra stimulus checks. And it's like, yeah, because it's another person. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah. Be, 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 be aware of that. Be aware of that. I love it. Um, uh, The next point I want to bring up is make sure that you, again, intentionally build your social network. So one of the great uh, reasons why I love living corporate and uh, uh, we are super uh, uh, excited to be y'all's hosts is this in a, in a traditional world, this wouldn't exist. So I'm a psychiatrist in Texas talking to a health psychologist in California. Like how are our paths ever going to cross? Right. (laughs) But since the paths have crossed, I'm like, holy shit, we have so much in common. We get along great. Yeah. We build these networks and then we can help each other out. And so Twitter, LinkedIn, your fraternity. So I'm not a, I'm not a fraternity guy. I didn't do that in in college, Uh, but use all of those networks and those connections um, as a single person, because again, you have the most flexibility in your schedule and in your life. So use those to build a better network. Mm-hmm. Um, Great point. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing I'm going to throw out to you um, is uh, learn the game. So uh, uh, back before I was in a relationship, uh, I was a single guy. I, I counted up. I shit you not. I've been to over 30 weddings in my life. Uh, yeah. And I'm always the guy that's out on the dance floor dancing with grandma and I'm having a great time. And I love it. It was, That was my shtick. That was my thing. Um, you you have your own shtick. You have your own thing. If it's dancing, if it's singing, if it's uh, running a business, uh, if it's um, uh, wearing bespoke uh, clothes and the cut of your suit. I mean, you do you. And the important mm-hmm. thing is, is treat yourself. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. single, embrace it. Um, paint your walls whatever color you want to in your house because uh, you can always paint them back. You do you, boo. You do you. Yep. Is, and is enjoy fair? being single. Enjoy yes. being single. You know, there's yes. lots of perks to being single. You know, like I, I have I have kids. Every time I leave the house, I need like 15 minutes. Okay, <laughs> because this one has to use the bathroom. We got to make sure we pack snacks. Oh, this one needs help putting on the shoes. Oh, this one has to use the bathroom again. You know, so en- enjoy the things you have. Absolutely. So, uh, Dr. Jade. If it's okay with you, I have a last nerve. Is that all right? Be my guest. Okay, so my last nerve. So y'all, the last nerve is stuff that uh, is uh, pissing black folks off. And uh, and so I'm going to say that the last nerve tonight uh, is actually directed at black people like me. Okay, so let me let me do my, uh, my 90 seconds on the clock uh, starting right now. So the thing that gets on my last nerve... Uh, it is directly connected to what we talked about when we first started this podcast with the, with our black excellence and John Henryism. So y'all, I got, I wouldn't say attacked on Twitter, but I posted, uh, we posted a clip on Twitter about being an ally. I give the example of me making 20 grand less than one of my white female colleagues and somebody had something they wanted to say online. And my first instinct was, oh my gosh, let me appease this person. Let me write this tweet. And I went, no. And then I wrote another one, deleted it and wrote another one. And then it finally done on 
telling me, you know what, Brian, hush and refer. She needs to go do her work. It is not my responsibility at this point in this in this nation at this time. It is not my responsibility to educate you. There are multiple books out there that you can read, including White Fragility, which is written by a white woman. Um, there is um, How to Be an Anti-Racist. There is uh, So You Want to Talk About Race, multiple books that you can get from multiple companies. You, I don't need, so black folks like me, if you are struggling and uh, trying to do the most and always trying to help people, make sure you have good boundaries. So I need you to remember these words, hush and refer. When something happens, shut your own mouth, hush, smile, and then refer that person to the uh, the proper resources so that they can educate themselves. And then if they choose not to get educated, you can choose not to talk to them. And so that is my new mantra going forth, going forward. So I want all the black people I know, hush and refer. Okay, that's my that's my last nerve for tonight. Cause uh, can I just we, add to that? By all means. Um, and if you need to block, do not be scared of using <laughs> the block button. Okay, I've 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 been. You know, my first my first little bit on social media, I was like, man, I see why do people block people so easily. Now, having been on Twitter for going on four years, I'm like, I get like, listen, I'm I, I'm I ain't going back and forth with you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna live my best life. I'm not going back and forth. With you, so. Hey, block you there. I First love refer it. If you need to block. Yes, I love it. Well, y'all, we are super, super stoked that y'all came out tonight uh, to listen to us on The Break Room. So uh, during our next podcast, we uh, some of our other co-hosts will be back on. We appreciate y'all taking the time out. Um, as always, send us emails, follow us on Twitter at The Break Room LC. Uh, and if you need anything else, we are around. So deuces. We'll see you later. Thank y'all. Have a good night.